Welcome to this special episode of The Path to the Stronghold. This episode is called Gathering at the River, and it's about an online gospel jamboree that's coming soon. That was me back in 2012, singing at a gospel jam. We are going to talk more about gospel jam, but first I want to talk about music and its importance in our indigenous communities. My people, the Haudenosaunee, have sang songs, they play drums, rattles, flutes. It's a way of prayer, a way of talking to our Creator a way of giving thanks. When I was growing up on the Onondaga Reservation in south of Syracuse, New York, I attended school on the reservation there and we had an excellent music program. So in third grade, I started learning how to play the clarinet. And after that, I moved on to other instruments as well. And when I was a young teenager, I told my dad that I wanted to learn how to play the guitar. So he, he went out and he bought me a guitar. It wasn't the best of guitars because it was very difficult to play, but I started to learn basic chords on that. But then, um, because I, I broke the guitar. I don't remember how, I might, have, I might have crashed it on my brother's head, I'm not sure, I don't remember. So that was the end of that for then. But then I had a real longing to, to pick it up again when I was a senior in high school. So my mom bought me another guitar for as a graduation gift. So I started to learn again. And then as, you know, life changes, I went on and uh, kind of put it away. But then in around 1991 or two, I had the fortune to travel with Mark McDonald and others on an evangelism boat trip that took us from the Yukon River Bridge all the way down to the Lower Yukon, a trip of approximately 1,500 miles in total. And along the river, we stopped at various Alaska Native villages. And one thing we did was Mark and our friend Tali Estes would pull out their guitars and we would sing in the churches along the way. And that was a very, very spiritual time for me uh, to hear those songs. You know, some of those songs I had not heard before, but it really spiked my interest in, in wanting to learn how to play those. But we did sing and the people came out, even though they had not had church services in months. They still came out. So from that point, I 
got a call to become a missionary in Alaska. And one of the things I wanted to do was to relearn how to play the guitar because I saw its value in drawing people into our churches and by giving them that gift of singing those songs that they loved. So I learned. I, I went and I bought a guitar, another guitar, and I learned how to play, uh, you know, several chords. And really that's all it takes is several chords and you can play just about any song. So I learned that, and but then I had to learn the songs. And that was, and that took me hours and hours, but I did learn them. But what a gift it was for me to be able to provide those songs in the community that I was serving on the north bank of the Yukon River. And I must say that it, um, it really drew people in. Our people just love to sing and, and they love the, the sound of the guitar and other instruments as well. So from then on, um, we decided to develop what we call music camps for young people where we would teach them how to play the guitar, mandolin, the fiddle, different instruments that, that were a part of those communities. And that was a really, really good thing for us to do. And we've tried to replicate it here in Canada and have had success with it, but we haven't done enough. But hopefully after this pandemic, we'll get out and do more. So what is it about music? Well, music gives us hope, especially in this time of our pandemic. And music improves self-esteem. You know, we've seen that with our young people. And it just makes them feel so much better about who they are and what they can do. And it opens a whole different world to them. And the songs we sing fortify our spirituality. It brings us so much closer to God. Uh, music brings beauty to our lives. It is a connection to our Creator. So music is the message that never quits. I've never seen it quit. And when we sing gospel songs, we are unified in the spirit. It is a good place to be. Here is Archbishop Mark McDonald to talk about gospel jam. Pass me not, O gentle Savior. That's a song to uh, begin a talk about go a gospel jamboree, um, something that has a 
long history among indigenous people in uh, what is often called Turtle Island, but sometimes called North America. Uh, we begin to see its emergence among indigenous people uh, in the early 1800s, and it spread from the eastern part of the United States all through Canada, the United what is called Canada and what is called the United States, all the way up to the northern Arctic and uh, all the way east to Alaska. Uh, this very popular form was a, 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 a necessity in many ways for indigenous people. Very early on, it became difficult for them to practice their own uh, ceremonies, traditions, and prayers. And for a long period, uh, up until the 1960s in both Canada and the United States, it was illegal for indigenous people to uh, practice their own ceremonies and faith. And what we see happening is a, a, a remarkable thing, and that is the uh, passing on of uh, spiritual traditions and ideas uh, underground, so to speak, in the gospel jamborees. We find very early on that it has a, a structure that is, is pretty much here, here with us today, um, usually on the weekends, uh, beginning Friday nights, uh, people would gather for a shared meal, usually with uh, traditional foods. And then roughly around seven o'clock when uh, the tables had been cleared, uh, somebody would sing an opening hymn. And then they would start a pattern of uh, singing hymns, uh, Christian hymns that they had learned, uh, usually in their own languages, uh, the local language. And they would uh, uh, alternate uh, these songs with uh, shared uh, testimonies of spiritual experience prayers, uh, gospel readings, sermons, and healing prayers. And this would go on usually until quite uh, early in the morning and sometimes uh, all the way to dawn. Uh, this uh, would happen Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, uh, typically, but it could happen at other days of the week. It often happened around funerals and other um, uh, very important uh, occasions. Uh, this uh, way of expressing faith, the only place that was safe to express faith, became very popular and it spread even to places that um, at, at, at the time did not need to have this as an alternative to traditional practice. Um, it became very, very popular and it expressed uh, values, ideals, and um, re religious and spiritual ideas that were um, different in terms of how they looked at the world and how they looked at spiritual practice than what the missionaries were teaching. In fact, uh, when I began my work in uh, Minnesota in the uh, 19, late 1980s, early 1990s, uh, the um, missionary clergy were still hesitant to adopt this. This is an important understanding because oftentimes our uh, friends uh, um, in the non-indigenous -indigen population look upon gospel jamboree as uh, something quite a bit different than indigenous people do. Uh, 
um, I, I often um, discern that uh, non-Indigenous people think of gospel jamboree as a kind of hootenanny or uh, uh, so, something like that, uh, uh, something like uh, sing around the campfire at, at a camp um, or, or, or something like that. Um, uh, some people uh, will criticize it as a, a, a throwback to um, uh, um, the, uh, or the or the residue of what the missionaries imposed upon indigenous people. It is rather different than those characterizations. They, it is something in which the the uh, full spirit of indigenous spirituality inhabited uh, words and ideas that might be a, a bit different. I've had uh, non-indigenous people come and attend gospel jamborees and be overcome by hymns that didn't mean much to them in in, a, in, a, in other contexts, in part because um, when these words are spoken by people uh, in great poverty and great oppression, that the words take on a, a different kind of meaning and they reach a depth of spiritual insight and um, urgency that is uh, unfamiliar to many people outside of it. This uh, experience of gospel jamboree, and I should say that it has different names in, in many in many different places, although the form is pretty much the same. Uh, for instance, in, in where I grew up, it is called Ojibwe prayer meeting. However, this experience of gospel jamboree is a, a place where indigenous people uh, are able to enter a kind of freedom, a kind of uh, a, a, a life that is uh, uh, expresses uh, the deepest yearnings of the heart, and uh, you will hear this in the in the uh, testimonies of the people who speak. It is a, a great uh, merging, a kind of hybrid of indigenous uh, ways of thinking and um, um, Western. Uh, vehicles of music and ideas. Uh, we hope that people will enter it with the kind of, of reverence and expectation, uh, the kind of, 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 of looking for hope uh, and, and um, expecting um, God's visitation uh, that is at the heart of this experience. And we welcome you very much to Gospel Jamboree. We hope you are looking forward to Online Gospel Jam on June 5th at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We are going to get it played everywhere we can, so look for it. Meanwhile, send your songs and stories no longer than four minutes each to anglican.ca slash gospeljam.
Baby 